It's been way too long since we've heard this music, guys. It has been too long. Ridiculousness. Do we still know how to do this? Can we give it a shot? No. No idea. Somebody please inform me how to do this. Okay. Well, uh, I don't even know where you guys are. I can't see you. Everyone can only see me today. Bummer. I don't even Especially know. because, you know, if, if we don't know how to do this by now, Jay, Frack, oh. Oh. then we're very, very poor because you and I, John, have been doing this for... How many years now? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, five. years, you guys. Five years of Holy podcasting. Holy cow. Well, I can't believe that five years later we're here talking about the seventh, second to last final Harry Potter movie. <laughs> How does that I, hope, I hope you guys had a lot of fun at our, at our big fifth year of podcast celebration. Oh, here we are right now, you guys, on the live stream. Big celebration. This is not our fifth year celebration. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here. It's podcast, and we have a special episode this week, because that fourth cute little voice we hear belongs to Mr. Edward Drogos. Um, Uh-oh. Who has, How did he get into the show? How did he? Who let this guy <laughs> Who's stuck in here? Hey. Bootleg Edward. Hey. Hey. I, I can get in anywhere, trust me. Bootleg Edward. Now you can. In. Yeah. It's because you're a crafty little Ravenclaw. I am. I know. Well, yeah. well, the question I'm... that you really need to ask is how did he get in to see Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 1? How did yeah. this happen? I got a text from Edward that just said, I'm going to see Deathly Hollows. And I was like, what is going on? Well, that is no fair. I am super jealous. How did that happen? I don't know. Well, let's get into it here in a second here as we as we kick off this 225th edition of Pottercast. Sound good? Yes, sir. Ah. No, I've decided it doesn't sound good. Okay. All right, let's move. Neato. I I'm so privileged today to see that we have two leaky news correspondents with us on the line. And Mr. Edward Drogos and Ms. Melissa Nelly. This is oh Edward's more of the news editor this day. I post either when things are really, really happy or really, really awful. I don't know if oh. that counts. <laughs> If you are an active Pottercast fan on the Twitter and the Facebooks and all this, you will see that Pottercast.com now has um, show notes before the show actually hits, which includes what we're talking about, including the news. So if you were to go there right now, you would see five little news articles. If you had an opinion on those before we taped, you could have left a comment and uh, told us what you thought of that news. Um, do that in the future if you'd like, uh, Pottercast.com. So... If you would look uh, on this page, um, one of the articles starts us off with um, 
how we've been counting down the days to Deathly Hollows with a daily quote on Leaky. And you guys have been digging that. How's that been working out, Edward? That's been really cool. It's been just from a personal kind of uh, experience to go through the book and say, oh, that happened. Oh, and this happened. And this person said that. that that that's been really cool. So we have, I think, 84 days now until this film is 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 released. And each day we're giving you a little bit of part of, part of that first half of the story so we can talk about it and see how we would like to see it in the film and how we hope it appears. So. I get so That's excited every day to go check out what quote is up because each one, it's just unbelievable how each one, how there's so, how there's a hundred quotes in the first half of this book <laughs> to pull out. That's mm-hmm. a, that's that's a, that's something special. That's an accomplishment. Yeah. Get that yeah. J.K. Rowling. You've accomplished it. Oh, she. Sure, she was waiting for something. She's I'm done sure well. She's she's, for us, she's you know. finally aware of her success. Thanks to Mickey's <laughs> daily quote. Yes. Thank God, that poor woman. She's been stressing out. Holy cow. Well, in the spirit of moving things along here, um, our second little article, I guess in no particular order this week, um, Mr. Rupert Grant had a big birthday along with uh, Mr. Frankie Franco. Oh! And uh, they all hung out Frankie. together and celebrated. Oh, Rupert, he's nice and everything, but Frankie, Frankie you had a birthday. Pint. No, now I'm going to get all the emails that we hate Rupert. No, no. Oh, no, no, Rupert. Love How old's Rupert, Rupert now? He's 20, 23. 22? 22. He's an old man. God, they're getting old. He's an old guy. We had Dan's birthday earlier in the year, and he was uh, at the bars, but Rupert probably was a little more low-key for... In his ice cream truck. 22nd. Yeah. I love, I love Rupert yes. for that reason. He just seems like he is his own man, and he doesn't care what anybody else thinks. He's got an ice cream truck, he's got his llamas, he got it, you know, whatever he's got. He's, he's got, got his llamas now. I don't know what he has. He's got, like, a whole... Pet llamas. He just does his own thing. As long as he doesn't get a monkey and name it Bubbles, I'm happy. <laughs> yes. Oh, That's the deep end right there. Yeah. Oh, let's not be with the monkey. Never, never name a monkey. Oh. Well, well Rupert, Rupert also um, was in the Regent Street Apple Store this week um, buying computers from Frankie. Uh, <laughs> and, but, uh, no, he was talking about lots of stuff, including uh, this little clip here where he talks about uh, filming the end of Deathly Hollows. So it's, it's been a, it's, you know, it's, again, it's not just a job. It's not just a job. No. It's, yeah, it's been kind of... It's like a family kind of thing. We've been kind of the same people since we lost. Since we started. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's take a look at them and apologize to our people who are just listeners. <laughs> if you're <watchers>. listening, sorry, <laughs> but guess what? We'll take this moment to tell you that you can now watch episodes of Pottercast video on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. I believe that YouTube. when I see it. Com. There, we last show's up there. Last show's up what? there. It's a whole hour it. something long. Um, a few thousand of you have appreciated it. It's long because Pottercast is long. So you're like, how did they make an over 10 minute YouTube video? Like, well, we're magic. This is Harry Potter, y'all. So. <laughs> we are magic. That's super cool. <laughs> Cool. What is wrong, <laughs> But yeah, so uh, sadly we don't see the pretty faces of Melissa and Frankie today. But we are going to show you uh, Deathly Hollows pictures when we can, as we can. So um, yeah, that watch us on YouTube. Good times. Anyway, these wallpapers, really cool. Look at them. Yes. I'm gonna flash them on the screen. Boom, 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 boom. Oh my yes, gosh! So also like on HarryPotter.com now. Yeah. All right. Good. Number three. Number four. This is exciting. This I can actually play you a little something of. Uh-oh. 
this is going to just blow I'm up shocked this still exists, to be frank. Yeah, well, now it's going to exist for infinity um, on podcasts. <laughs> um, we have um, the clip. Ah! The clip that played at Comic-Con for Deathly Hollows in its audio form via somebody's oh pocket. Um, apparently, <laughs> been online for a few days. means it's safe enough to attempt to put it on podcast here. So, um, uh, big spoiler alert. But if you don't want to hear it right now, um, close your ears for approximately a minute, okay? Uh, well, there's going to be a lot of fun stuff in this podcast, so you should yeah, close you your probably, ears. You know, just bug yeah, off you if you don't be- want to spoil it. <laughs> just go listen hey, to if you now. don't know what happened in book seven or what's likely to happen in movie seven, what did you do when listening? Oh, probably yeah. somebody's mom, like... Coming to the computer, like what you listening to? Let's let's dump the um, who's it? Much gonna call it um, podcast music. Uh, and play a little bit of this. Uh, go. Got that far in the trailer too, but how do you? What do, you what do we think about how Voldemort says about a cadaver? <laughs> it gives him enough warning to like duck, right? <laughs> yes. Like, uh oh, with passion. I like, I like the calm, controlled Voldemort rather than the. <laughs> I guess that's probably oh. like you know his big moment. He's been waiting for yeah. for a long time. He wants to really. Well, don't you, think you really he have practiced to it like yet? Michael Scott did? You think he practiced it with like a twist and a wave and a you know? I would. I would hope. Like, look, look, guys, look, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the turn. Yeah. Don't do the turn. Behind his don't back. Do the turn. <laughs> and the death eaters are all like, "Look, just, just, just say the spell." Yeah, but I got, I got to put some, something into it. I got to put my oomph into. It. Okay, well, do, do, do your oomphy avada thing, but don't do the twist. Don't do the twist. <laughs> you know, certainly not. Like that. Dramatic music. Okay. Okay. So who's who is that? Snape that was it, Snape. To? That was Alan Rickman Snape. Talking to Voldemort about Harry. Yes, in the Death Eater meeting scene. Oh, oh right. I guess you would know, wouldn't you, Edward? <laughs> Edward, oh, how do you know? Certainty. With such certainty. Where are they talking yes. about? Like, like it'll be impractical. Like the t- like is that talking? Are they talking about the burrow? Well, th- no. That's when they're they're trying to figure out when exactly yeah. Harry will be yeah. moved from Private Drive, and Snape you know, says, Jack comes in and says, "Oh, I have information," and Dolish was confounded, but then Snape no. has the chief. Dolish was confounded. Dolish was confounded. I want to ask you okay, about this when we get Snape to Snape even it. says in the book. Snape says in the book. Um, you know, once he's moved to this next location, it's going to be the highest protection the Ministry can provide. Mm-hmm. It's you can't get from there, so you have to get him on transport. Yes. All right, we have a little bit more here. 
Let's go, hurry. We can agree. I want to talk I to the first one. I am the one to kill Harry Potter. Don't know why I listen to that radio every night. In case I don't hear Ginny's name. Or George. Or Mark. And you think I'm not listening to You think I don't know how this feels? You don't know how it feels. Your parents are dead. You have oh my God. Mm. Uh, uh, that's all we're playing. It all sounds awesome because, like, uh, probably not so much to Edward because you actually got to see it too. But here well, I'd say that, that that's just a, a a very good taste of what you expect from Rupert Grint's performance as Ron yeah. in particularly that scene and this entire film. I'd say that you know just you know imagine that, but the entire scene, the entire sequence, it's really, really, really well done. It's quite impressive. Yeah. Okay, let's get through news and then go, go to the yes. full. Oh, um, Leaky is very proud um, to present uh, recently a new iPhone and Android app for your phones about the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Orlando, Florida. It is pretty freaking cool. Let's take a look at it's a little great. bit of it right here. Mm-hmm. Um, booting this thing up. App. Booting this thing up. Um, a little bit of artwork courtesy of Mr. Frankie Franco. Uh, shows you um, the screen that will tell you what the wait times are for the three big rides. Well, can I can I tell them something about the wait times? They're oh. not accurate right now because oh, what has God. to happen is we have to build a community who have the app and are at the park and are reporting correctly. So the only way to make that accurate is to get it and tell your friends to get it and all that thing. And then as we get a larger community, that those will become more and more reliable. So. If you want those wait times to be reliable, you get that app. Yeah, get it's the a buck. App. Mm-hmm. It's start, one buck. Start reporting um, the things. Oh, well. Okay. Screw it. We're all here anyway. There we go. This is the time that we talk about <laughs> Deathly Hollows because we can. Because Edward's. Oh my gosh. Bootleg Edward. Um, Bootleg Edward. Is that what we're going to call him? Yeah, this is his new nickname now. Apparently, yes. Bootleg Edward. Um, shall we dig right into it? Uh, I, do, you, do we want to give uh, Frankie and Melissa each one question here before we get into the listeners' questions? Can I actually ask a big question? Sure. Sure. Where does it end? I know it's like chapter something something, but I just don't. I want to know like oh, what man. went down. What, like where it actually ends? It ends with Voldemort cracking over, uh, cracking open Dumbledore's tomb. Yeah. What's the last shot of the of the entire film? Uh, the lightning bolt going up into the air awesome. that after Voldemort gets the wand. Oh, that's him with the wand? That's not him cracking open the tomb? No, that's him with with the wand firing <laughs> a lightning oh. bolt into the air. Oh. I love how in the book tomb. it sparks, and in the no, movie it's, it's a lightning that, bolt. It's a light bolt. Are we going to be asking the questions that are in this in the email, John? Um, we have a bunch of questions that have been Twittered, emailed, and all of this um, that are now posted to podcast.com, which are copied to your email. So, so yes. Okay. Can I ask one of those questions? Absolutely. Go ahead, Frankie. Okay. How does Hedwig die? And is it, how different is it? Um, yeah, okay. Well, she, she, she does die. And um, oh. as we saw in the, I think, the most recent trailer, <laughs> Harry lets her go. And that, that essentially takes place after the order is arrived. And they're, I think, after they've done the whole transformation, Harry, the real Harry, sets her go, uh, lets her go, sets her free. And um, they go and they fly up and they fly up and go into the air and break through the clouds. And the Death Eaters are basically ascending on them like bats. Like swarm of bats, like the Death Eaters jump up on them and they fight in battle. And uh, near and near the very end of 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 that battle, Hedwig flies back to 
protect Harry to help Harry fight to save him, to protect him. And that's when a Death Eater, a case, poor Hedwig, and... Wait, what is, what is Hedwig trying wait to... Wait a second, 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 wait a second. Is it like the owl Death, movie? No, no, no. Wait, wait. A Death Eater, a case, Hedwig, meaning for Harry, right? No, get, no, I, I think just... Get, yes, yes, you're right. Wait a minute. Hedwig How the heck... To- what Death Eater in their right mind with Voldemort present would try to AK Harry? Well, no, no, Cece, this is the thing that gets, that signals Voldemort into knowing which Harry is real. It's Hedwig flying around. That particular Harry is how Voldemort knows which one to go after. Ooh, I like that. That's a good... I I like that fine, but no Death Eater in their... No matter how stupid a Death Eater is, they are not killing Harry Potter. With Voldemort, what they, they tried to kill the owl or Harry? I believe they were they were, they were aiming for Harry, and then he, then Hedwig is swooping no! around. Stuff like that now, drives could me be, crazy. It could have been Hagrid as well, because ha, because Hagrid does get stunned at some point during this during this battle. So it, it, mm. they're, they're Hedwig. does Hedwig have Hagrid. a little like like claw? claws on and a little helmet like those owls from that new movie. <laughs> uh, I don't think so, no. Oh, that's so sad. She's trying to help Harry. I like oh, the fact that Hedwig kind of gave, her away, gave him away. Yeah. It does kind of take away from the whole Expelliarmus thing, which yes. kills Harry's character a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, that's uh, that's, see, that, but, see, I'm sorry. Like, I lo- like these movies, I'm sure, but, it's awesome. I can't wait. But yeah. If, like, but you don't, that, we don't have that, the exposition. Those little subtle things are important. They're important. And that mm-hmm. it's never been fully grasped why it is important to establish that Harry used Expelliarmus and not Nevada Kedavra. Why that gets called back at the end of the movie. You know, one of the things, like from the trailer, they, Voldemort and Harry look like they're, you know, it's the final, it's the final spell. And they, but they both look like they're, they're fighting for their lives when in reality, Harry is, is totally in control and confident at that moment. So why does he look like he's fighting for his life? You know? Mm. Yeah. That stuff bothers me. Sorry, rant over. Soapbox done. Continue. <laughs> so Hedwig just decides that, you know, in, in all of her grand history of saving Harry's life from wizards, um, she's going to give it a shot. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it shows how loyal that poor little bird is. Yeah. And, I'm sure, um, sure it's awesome in the moment. All right. So good old Hedwig. H- Hedwig yeah. deserved that uh, at eight minutes of discussion, but. Let's, let's let's continue another question. Yeah, we need to hurry because I gotta go to work in like twenty minutes. Oh my god! Oh geez, that's it's very sad. Um, the scenes preceding the WB logo. At what point do we get the big title? Um, or whatever. Like what? Oh well, the the film opens up with a big rusty WB logo. That's the first oh, thing you see, with? and then we we basically see what's rusty. happening. Like a rusty WB logo that sweeps in on you and overtakes the screen. Yeah, it was it was it was rusty. It was tarnished. I guess it's brown. Because it's been been around for a while, so yeah, it was it was like originally silver and brown and tarnished and icky. Oh. Uh, that's the first thing you see, and then we basically see a, a oh. bit of a montage of the trio of Harry, Ron, and Hermione in their home lives before oh. they all oh. set off on their journey. Uh, so it's basically where that shot comes from. Ah, okay. One with Hermione, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that that was uh, Hermione has she. I was quite impressed by the acting of all three of Dan, Rupert, and Emma. And uh, there are particular moments, especially in this you know, first opening montage with Hermione. It starts out in in 
in her room, which is that one photo that we saw. And then she goes down into her living room where her parents are sitting having tea. This very nice sort of clean, contemporary, homey house. And you see her just torn and she slowly raises her wand and points it at them. And she does the obliviate spell. Oh they, my gosh, that's awesome. There's, oh, wow. there's a shot of them. Their, oh, their eyes sort of go blank. And then there's one, one of the most, uh, perhaps for me, emotionally charged moments where they show photos on the mantelpiece. And as she's casting that spell, Hermione is disappearing from those photos. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So wait, 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 wait. She comes downstairs and she points her wand. Do they react? No, she's the, the, their backs are to, are towards her. Uh, do you see their faces in full? Yes, yes. You. Oh. They, she points the wand. You can see her standing from behind, and their faces just go blank. That's so. Are they young or old? They're middle aged, late late forties, yeah. late forties. So, but having Hermione fade away from all the pictures in the room, That's like the picture of her dad and Hermione in front of like. Big Ben, and she just fades away. So it's just him there, and then, and then she goes exits out of the house and goes walking Wait, down that road. Uh, is it obliviate? Is it obliviate? Uh, uh, it's probably something to that degree. They just the no. Picture. What does she say? No. No. Okay. Just me. What does she say? It's all quiet, right? She, yeah. She, she she's not saying anything. The majority of spell work in this film was wordless. Oh, cool. It was That's just good, they, they were just pointing and shooting and firing. Um, I asked because everybody is freaking out in the comments that Obliviate is different than memory modification. Everybody's like, and, like all capsing it. People. Yeah. Just, they just did it silently. Okay. I want yes, to ask you a question fun. again. Mm-hmm. How is Dobby reintroduced? Dobby, um, the trio goes to uh, 12, Grim- 12 Grimmel Place where they find Creature and Harry sends Creature off to find Mundungus so they could locate the locket. When Creature comes back, he has stumbled across Dobby on his journey. So oh. Dobby and Creature bring back Mundungus. And there's this very cute scene, which I think adequately endears Dobby once again to the audience, where they're both, Creature and Dobby are walking along that big long table in the kitchen, and they're both sort of stepping over each other in order to tell Harry their journey and what's happened. And it is a very kind of cute, light moment in that scene, Mm. where, you know, we can see how much Dobby cares. And hmm? Does Creature get endeared at all? Is his tail in the movie? Uh, No. No. No, yeah. he's he's just this crutchy old house elf. Nah, no one cares. That's about a, that's creature. a that's unfortunate, but I mean, it's hard enough to get him to care about Dobby. Yeah. We haven't seen since yeah. you know God knows when. One of those yeah. things we'll always treasure on the book, and only the book can give us that feeling of satisfaction when he, True. you know, fights in the battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one's kind of creepy. Uh, I I don't even hear anything about this, but um, someone named Katie wants to know um, what's going on with Hermione getting mud blood carved into her arm. Yeah, that another great. That's cool. Another great acting performance from I, I think any from Emma Watson there, where her mind, where her, she's being tortured by Bellatrix for information mm. about Gryffindor's sword. So basically, oh. Bella has her on the floor of Malfoy Manor, sort of oh. like pinning her down, and their faces are millimeters apart. Yeah. <laughs> And she's asking questions, and Hermione's screaming and shrieking and crying. And then you see Bella, Emma, or rather, um, Hermione says that she that she doesn't know. She doesn't know how the sword was changed and whatnot. And then you see her, 
Bellatrix stretch out her arm and put her wand there. And then, then there's a shot a few minutes later of Hermione just laying there after Bella oh. jumps off of her too. After Dobby comes back and they're, they have their own exchange where you can see mud blood and bloody red letters on her forearm. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the kind of shrieks and screams that Emma Watson is 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 able to do are quite chilling in that scene. It's oh, it's wow. really rather powerful. Yeah. Oh, I, I gotta say, I once I once was in a was in a play in college where I was a stage manager and um, there was a, a a problem with one of the actors late in the thing and I had to be put in, in it for a show and there was a torture scene. We had to just like scream from off stage. One of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, honestly, and. If she pulls that off without, you know, you know, convincingly, be very impressed. She she really she does very well. I thought on that. There 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 was that moment, and then also when she's sobbing, crying after they escape from the ministry, and Ron has been splinched, and she's basically trying to you know make him better with Dittany, the kind of heaving sobs and cries she's able to produce in that scene also. Really good. It's crazy hey, Dursleys or no Dursleys? We see like the back of their heads, and we see um, Petunia sitting in the car. Essentially, in in that first scene, from the logo to the title, we see Hermione at her parents' house, Ron and Ginny and Mrs. Weasley standing on the fully reconstructed Weasley house, and we see Harry watching from the window as the Jerseys pack up their car and leave. And there's a little bit of dialogue between Vernon and Dudley saying, why Why are we leaving Dad? Well, obviously Harry doesn't want us, or Harry, Harry doesn't want to come with. That's really all we see of, see of the Jerseys, of them packing up their car, Petunia sitting in the front seat looking conflicted and concerned and scared. And then that's it. Well, if anybody can do all those three things in one shot, it's uh, it's Fiona, Fiona Shaw. Shaw. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel like maybe oh. they should be like flashing a caption on the screen at that point, like read the book, read the book. Are Horcruxes more book. adequately dis- defined, described, addressed? Um, we really see hor- Horcruxes and uh, Horcruxes and Hollows are really explained through a series of flashback and memories and memory links between Harry and Voldemort throughout the film. They sort of are interspersed between major scenes where we see flashes of clips from from previous films as well as audio, such as Slughorn, like Slughorn's conversation with Riddle. Bits of that are played during these flashbacks that remind everyone what the Horcruxes are, how they were created, why. And we also see Voldemort's hunt for the Elder Wand and his interaction with uh, Grindelwald, I'm mean, sorry, his like, um Gregorovich, rather. Gregorovich. And Alexander. How long is a wedding, like, seen minute-wise? Um, we really, hmm. hmm. Like two, three minutes? Uh, we, we, we don't see the wedding, we see the after-party, so they're okay. all dancing, and okay. then Harry has Tell his conversation. About- hmm? oh, sorry. <laughs> we... Luna at the is wedding. he polyjuiced? No, he's not polyjuiced. And Luna and her father are there, and they're they're awesome. They are as lovely. <laughs> yeah, how is Xenophilius? Xenophilius was good. I mean, he he was he sort of just there's this great moment where he leans very close into Harry, and you can see basically the Deathly Hollows 
necklace bumping up against his nose, and that's how he that's how we, the audience, and Harry is first introduced to this symbol. Bumping against his nose? How does it bump against his nose? Well, the Xenophilius <laughs> leans into Harry to to. Oh, Bobby against Harry's nose. Yes, yes. Okay. It's Harry's nose. <laughs> it looks like a Xenophilus. Okay, sorry. Lots well, of very up-close and personal moments in this movie. You got Zeno and Harry and Bella and Hermione. And mm-hmm. Everybody's just getting all up in each other's faces. <laughs> well, I, I, I think the best part of Xenophilus's of Resipin's uh, performance, I think, I hope I'm saying his name correctly, is later on, back when they visit him at, at his house, which essentially oh, looks like whole... a tree stump, and his broken, broken shell of a father will do anything to get his daughter oh. back. Oh. Is, yeah, I was looking oh. at that, it's like, he, all, his, all he says is, I, I cannot lose Luna, I cannot lose Luna, and you think about how he lost his wife, and, ah, it's horrible, it's just horrible. Do, they, do, they do we see Luna's room? Do we see her room? No, I'm afraid we don't. Oh. oh. Do we do we reference the fact that he lost his wife, or do we not? No, no, no. That's that's not mentioned at all. Okay, that's all right. I, I forgive it. Oh, that's not mentioned in the book either. To be fair. But we, yeah, we just, no, that's from, yeah. yeah, at some point it talks about it. Or how will we know fifth, about it? And the book five, Jay. And the book five. Oh, I know, but they didn't talk they about even, it then. They just they introduced it in the, the film too, right? She talks about her yeah. mom or no? Yeah. Was, yeah, I lost my mom. It was quite horrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> This is awful. Ah, okay, next question. Uh, uh, people are asking about the epilogue. We haven't watched part two yet, guys. <laughs> no, afraid not. Yeah. So. Yeah. I wanted to ask about Rainbow Claw Coffin Room, but then I was like, oh yeah, never mind. After leaking well, you know, the screening, I don't think there's going to be a screening of part two. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I was going to say, ask me three months before the release of part two, and I might, I might be able to tell you. What? I believe uh, you're going to go if they have it. I can't believe you. Are there any scenes from Ron's journey after he pieces out on uh, Harry and Hermione? Uh, there are not, no. How long no. has he gone from the movie? Yeah, how like, long has he gone? Oh. E, um, that's a good question. Ooh, I'd ooh. say 15, 18 minutes, maybe? 15, nice. 18 minutes? Um, how 15? creepy is um, evil Ron and Hermione? I mean, evil oh, Ron yeah. and Harry. Oh, uh, oh. Say evil. How, what what? How the whole evil Hermione and Harry go down in the locket? Oh my God! Okay, um, is it good? <laughs> it's 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 really good. It's really good. I mean, I I don't have to say the entire sil- sil- the entire Silver Dare sequence is probably the best. Ah! Yes. 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 Um, yes. Best part of that part of the book. That that was one of my favorite things, like magically, that was written in, in the book. Like, like one effect I've been most looking forward to in this movie is how they do the locket, like, like smoky, like. It sort of was like the smoke monster from Lost. I describe it as more of a tornado because the, 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 there's wind and thunder and this big black tunnel of smoke of something of you know riddle of soul, dark black soul coming from this locket and. A lot of the parts of the film were taken directly from the book, so it's uh, a lot of the dialogue is verbatim, uh, such as the case for for this scene. And it was really, really fantastic because this just smoky, for want of a better term, smoky Voldemort um, unleashes these creepy spiders, like thousands of spiders upon Ron that sort of in, that engulf him, just like uh, no, awesome. surround him rather, and then you can hear the Does it say? Going. Does it say? Um, I, I have seen your heart and it is mine. Is that the line? 
This is a freaking awesome line from the book. I have seen your heart, and it is mine. You know, I am... Wait, um, are there evil... Like, the, the spiders come out, then what happens? Then what happens? Then the, the, the speech about, you know, some least loved from a mother who wanted a daughter, best, you know, second best friend, and who... And, best friend who is in love with another referencing Hermione, and then these silvery porcelain Harry and Hermione appear from the middle of this tunnel, uh, from, from, from this tornado, and they they engage in a very I'll say it, sexual and sensual kiss. Wow. Nice. In front of, in, in front of Ron what? to taunt him. That'll oh. give the Harry, Harry Hermione shippers some icons. I mean, because, you know, and I'll, I'll, I will say this, they are both, of course, stunning people, stunningly beautiful people. Yes, yes, they are. And they're both topless, but you cannot see anything really. You can't. I knew they're going to be naked. Emerson Emerson Sparks says that. Yeah, then I drew clothes on them because it was inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) It was inappropriate to put on podcast.com. I know, but in my head it wasn't. But I I I knew it. That's so ridiculous. They are. They are. They're sort of. When they kiss, they're sort of from the side. You you can tell they're topless, but you can't see anatomy. Let's say. Um. No. So so that's really. Hermione, uh, Ron, and Harry have both seen her topless before she actually consented to it. That's yes. pretty terrible. Well, only oh, wait. Oh, was Harry there too? That's right. Oh well, yeah, Harry's well, there. Let's, let's well, Harry was sort of behind the the Horcrux tornado, shouting at Ron. No, don't believe. Yeah, it. I'm sure he wasn't peeking. Well, no, he wasn't. let us not forget that everybody has seen Harry's stuff at this point after the seven pods. That's true. They all, they had, all like, were an hour. Harry. That really sucks for him. Yeah, they all had like an hour to like play with Harry if they wanted to. You know, and you know that they probably you know, most of them are like, "Oh, let's take a take a gander down here." Well, they say oh, in the book. So awkward, she says in the book about that. how everybody how everybody's disrobing with a lot less care for his body than he would have shown. Yeah, yeah. and you know, Dan is in his boxers a lot in this film. I will say, <laughs> both wow. when the seven potters are changing and when he strips down to dive into the pond to first retrieve the sword, he's you know, and he he gets thrown out of the or Ron pulls him out of the pond and he's dripping wet in his boxers. I mean, you know, it's it's not Whoa. it's they 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 don't hold back. They don't try and change to be to be anything less than what was in the book feeling wise. So crazy. I feel like this this movie, on the whole, is like the most adult version of the movies that we've had a chance to see. Like between this and between what we've seen in the trailer of all the dead students like hanging out in the rubble and oh, like God, showing just brutal stuff like that, and that, now we have like topless kissing and like wet boxers and like I mean, come on, like they're they're not holding anything back, and it's just why would you? Like, why would you hold? You for, and, like, and the person who held something back, I'm gonna punch him. Yeah, I mean, this is hit with sticks. Do not hold back. Leave it on the freaking cutting room floor. Yeah, you know, like, like this is all you go got. For it. You got one shot to do this to do this right. Like, don't let the big criticism be that you like held back. So they are definitely yeah. not holding back. I, I I did hear that they were still trying to figure out whether this was going to be a PG-13 or PG film. I personally don't see how it could possibly be a PG film. That would be ridiculous. <sighs> but I, well, I, 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 I will do it. 
Yeah, top for someone to do it. And then, you know, there's there's this scene which like this was a test screening, so some of the CGI special effects were not complete. Like um for instance, in the Dursley scene you could see like the back lot of Leavesden Studios and green screens behind you. So there was stuff that hadn't been That's painted awesome. out yet. <laughs> that 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 hadn't been painted out and then There's one... the best point grip walking through the back of things. <laughs> yes. Pretty, pretty much. All right, Edward, um, I want to I bust through a quick here, quick fire here. Serious quick fire. Serious okay. quick fire. Okay, then um, after this, I have to go, so I don't think I'm going to be able to stick around for the drums, guys. That's, that's okay, Duels. Um, quick, quick fire. Um, this one's kind of funny, kind of silly, but um, um, do they explain at all how the borough, which caught all the heck on fire the last movie, is now suddenly back and, and cool? No. Okay, no, so it's just wonderful. Does it, look, does it look the same? Yes, it does. Okay. Really like funny. Okay. Next. Uh, next. Next. Quick fire. Um, do we uh, do we learn or see or figure out what um, the actual radio show is? Potter Watch. They reference it being Potter Watch. Do we hear any of Potter Watch? Anything like? No. That? It is never mentioned. They are listening to the radio throughout their camping experience. It's never something it explicitly mentioned or labeled. So though. it doesn't sound like it's like their friends on the radio. Like it's not even their friends, it's just radio. Okay, that's fine. So they're looking listening basically for obituaries names. Yeah. Creepy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Were Hermione's hands bloody in the actual film? We had that little like mm-hmm. thing in the Yeah, trailer. that was for the trailer. The trailer needs to be PG. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, they are bloody. Interesting. Oh, crazy. Um, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. The trailer needs to be G, not PG. Was the was the Potter's house that w- that we've seen in this movie the same as the one that was shown in Sorcerer's Stone? Oh, what do you mean Potter's house. Oh, interesting. No, I can't. No. You know, to, a- to answer that question, I'd I'd have to go back and watch the first film. I yeah. I would say no, it's not. Okay. I'm gonna guess no. I've heard it was built. Yeah. Is it the same? Um, Actors for his his parents. They don't appear in this film. Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's no in recollection of of that night. No. Is is are references made to how to how to how more and more Harry's getting joined into Voldemort's mind? Well, that's sort of played up in those flashback and memory links where Harry goes to sleep. After Harry is bitten by. Harry's bitten by Nagini at the end of the Godric's Hollow thing, and that's one of the main memory links that we have, or experience links we have between Voldemort and Harry, and that's sort of how it's building and growing, and there are references made, I think chiefly by Hermione, to, I thought that you weren't, that you had blocked Voldemort, that you weren't going to do that anymore, let him into your mind. Mm. But any further or concrete explanation was not made towards that. Uh, All right, um, one one person here. No, but it's important. Sorry, go ahead. One person here in our chat is desperately wanting us to ask um, uh, any any of Lupin and Tonks of that relationship. Uh, there, there's one moment when they enter into the Dursleys' house, uh, like they they're sort of standing next to each other, and Tonks sort of s- steps up uh, while they're all just sort of hanging out and saying, you know. Lupin and I have a bit of an and then Moody walks in and you know, totally changes the whole subject and mood and she it's obvious she's trying to tell him that she's pregnant but Ooh. she doesn't get the words out because Moody comes in and um, steals Moody. her thunder but and then he dies now, yes, yes Moody dies right? 
Yes, he does. Yes, Marie dies. So does Scrimgeour, both off camera. So okay. wait a minute. So Hedwig gets a full AK to the face. This is big moment. <laughs> and Moody is all like, it's somewhere off camera. What happened to Moody? I don't know. He, I can't wait for the story. I guess. Well, you would say well, that. It's the same way in the book. Moody. Hedwig gets a full AK screen time in the book, and Moody, you just get told about. That's, yeah. you know, that, that take it up with Joe, John. I'll take anything up with Joe. Any name the time. Oh, you will. <laughs> you know, I have to ask just for my sake. Um, if you'll allow me to be so selfish, um, when we do hear about Dollish in the, in the opening scene, do we get like a cutaway, like scene of like Dollish, you know, like John, getting spells should, put on you, him? You know, Dollish. I'll have you know, and I never fully realized this before, but Dollish, like, he went with the Ministry on their whole pure blood thing. He didn't show the best colors at the end of this book. He was loyal to his job. Like we don't know if he actually okay. was cool yes, with this. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And at another time, I will show you the quote. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, we hope you've enjoyed this little um chat with Bootleg Edward on Deathly Hollows. Um obviously now that we have this little wealth of information to um to go on, um every future discussion on on this will Maybe we'll be able to talk a little more about it. Um, yeah, we're not through everything, so we should. Yeah, you know. yeah. Well, there's more podcasts we'll do this for, again. Uh, for other days. Um, so let's in small cool. bits and small bits. Jeffrey small, small, small film. How about bit we? By bit. we just oh have my little, god! You'll still be on the show six years from now. <laughs> we'll have a little have a little segment called Ask Bootleg Edward, and we'll just bring him on for five yes. minutes every week. So, okay. I- let's let's push on and off to the part where we play the drums. Sound good? Okay. Um, drums. It's fine. Hey, so have you bought your iPhone app yet? It's a dollar. It's one buck, and we're about to raise it to ten. So you get out of We wouldn't do that. No, but you should, if you want it to be a fun act. And we've got so many updates coming for it. This was sort of like a baseline um, app. Baseline. So go to Leaky. Um, we're going to have a, a link on the side soon. Or just, just search Leaky in the app stores, and you'll see it. Yes. So. Search it. It's awesome. It's a great app, especially if you're a great app. If you're going to the park anytime soon, or if you're one of those lucky local Orlando folk, um, mm-hmm. this is right up your alley. Yeah, soon we're going to make it so that you can't update the wait times if you're not at the park. Yeah. Because that's just cheaters. bad. Cheaters. Don't be cheating in our yeah. app. You're screwing it up for everybody. You big jerks. So. I mean, I could do it from New York. Yeah, but only if you only if you know the, the, the result should you be putting in... Should you be putting in wait time? Right, only if you've got a friend on the phone who's yeah. down there. You're like, yep. hey, friend on the phone. Well, you should get the app yourself, friend on the phone. But if they're one of those people <laughs> that don't have either one of these phones. Well, Evil MJ says the HP Spells app is free now. Yes, but the HP Spells app, you have to buy spells. Come yeah. on. It's not like... For the reason oh, it's free, people. The reason it's free is because, like, if you want to suck at it, then you can just use the default right. spells, but you can pay another few bucks for every new spell. Right. And this is $1 for the entire thing. Yeah, come on. It might in the future go up to 2 so I'm just saying. I'd be like, okay, here's our free uh, park app, but you have to buy um, each ride info separately. Right, exactly. Like, okay. It's a dollar if you want to know what, what the wait time is for the for the ride. Yeah, you big jerks. So, <laughs> buy that. And while you're at it, don't forget that this podcast and all subsequent podcasts are brought to you by iPhone Covers! For your brand new, your brand oh, new uh, app, you can get them at collegeandshop.com slash PC. 
TheCauldronShop.com And you can put them on your phone And it will look like there is a house tie on your phone Do we have we have uh, new ones yet? Looking into the uh, stencil for that And then we will um, um, very soon in the future have iPhone 4 versions Ah, too exciting um, uh. So yeah um, Buy those if you want them We also have Pottercast posters that are no longer behind me, sadly, because I have a clean screen up. But those are rocking and awesome too. So also at thecollegeandshop.com slash PC. Collegeandshop.com slash PC. Yeah. Um, I want to make it a little serious for a moment, but not too sad because this is a person who's very happy. Um, as many Harry Potter fans know, but some of you didn't, and I want to bring her memory to you. Our dear friend Esther, who was 16 years old and um, unfortunately had cancer, passed away two nights ago. Um, we're not going to be sad. She was a bright light and a wonderful young lady who knew her time was coming and used her time as wonderfully as she knew how and remind us how important that is to do. So if you want to honor somebody who was bright, brave, true, and loyal, then go out and do something awesome. Give somebody uh, help who needs it. Donate something to a charity. Do a happy dance. Do something awesome and you'll be honoring her. And um, we'll have more about how we're going to honor her memory at LeakyCon and stuff in the future. Well, speaking uh, of LeakyCon, well, speaking of LeakyCon, registration is open, still open. Yes, kick him butt. Three hundred twenty days till we're in Orlando. Dude, uh, no, so this is—it's oh, going to be a oh, it's no time at all. That is no time no. at all. But in the what um, thirty days since we opened. Registration. I well, think we've had, yeah, we've had um, more than 350 registrants. What? People are already deciding that they want to go, and they paid for it. And it's 11 months away, and um, it's it's going to be a really, really enormously special event. Um, um, so awesome, and there's lit day, and everything. It's just it, if we tell, if nothing else, after this podcast, go get your hotel reservation because. Mm-hmm. We're 50% out of... We are 50% out of what we're required to get with the hotel, but the hotel is continually adding in rooms because they've noted how quickly and how um, excitedly people are making reservations. So they keep adding rooms to the block so we're so the, the hotel number's slightly in flux. To be safe, I would get that room right now. Yeah. You can go to um, leakycon.com. You'll have all the links you need for all of that. So. Awesome. Awesome. Lit Day, there's a, there's a LeakyCon question, and Lit Day is the Wednesday of, of LeakyCon. And we do recommend that you get down the Wednesday, if not the Tuesday, because we're sure Deadly Halls Part 2 is going to be a blockbuster, right? And we want this Absolutely. to be the first time you've seen the film. Yeah. And um, just in case Warner Brothers moves the movie to Wednesday, then Tuesday night at midnight we're going to do a big screening. We're just not 100% sure of the details at the moment. Either be sad. That's all. They are starting to do work on post-production work on Deathly Hallows Part Two oh. right now. So unreal! Uh, it's just so it's it going is. No, uh, uh, I, I was able. Um, director David Yates and Dave, and David Barron and David Heyman, uh, producers for the Potter films, were at this test screening, and I got a chance to speak to them a bit afterwards. And they are they are starting work on. And did, they, uh, did they say, "Hey, how did the Blinky Cauldron get into this test screening?" No, no, no. Yeah. They, they they didn't actually. <laughs> but um, I wonder if that's a conversation they had, they had after. Because I just have to wonder if the next day when they or the, that night when they went on the fan sites and they saw that both of the big fan sites got in, 
You have to wonder. <laughs> they know, you know? They know that. Know, like, we are was... so efficient now. Like, there's nothing they could do to keep bootleg Edward and everybody out of these screenings. Yeah. I mean, it was completely... <laughs> we are... I love it. <laughs> we are professional. It was completely open to, to the public. I mean, if, if, if I hadn't... You know, found, uh, found out about it. I mean, I could have just walked into the theater and gotten in line to right. see it. So it wasn't something that was extremely secretive, or you had to know someone who knew someone who knew someone who works there to get in. Uh, it was something anyone could go in. Knew someone, didn't you? Well, I mean, tell your friends. All right. Well, I think it's time to get out yeah, of here. Speaking of full stops, till next Beautiful time. Full stops. Keep twiddling your dials. The next castle will be bootleg. Keep each other safe. Keep safe. And good night. Good work. You missed it. Probably three. Stop. 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 And you're you're darn right that this episode is going to be called Bootleg Edward. <laughs> Love it. Bootleg Edward. Okay. And she's calling me that now. He texted me. Excellent.